Hi, I'm Sharon Reed. This is Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie. The good doctor has the day off. But joining us for a powerful show today is the mayor of Enfield, North Carolina, Mayor Mondale Robinson. I'm sorry, Mayor, I've got a little like, well, just a little bit of cold going. And it kind of interrupts my speech sometimes. And I know people hate that because I can go on and on and on, okay? But um, you're here, so I feel at ease, I feel safe. And why don't we jump right into it? Let's do it. Uh, We begin with a man who exposed predators shot during confrontation. Notorious Detroit predator hunter, Robert Wayne Lee, also known as Bupak Shakur, has been killed during the confrontation of a 17 and 18 year old who Lee believed to be pedophiles. It's a tragic story, one we'll unpack further for you. Lee also dubbed Bupak Chakor, as we said, utilized his online presence to confront suspected child predators. Authorities said he posed as a 15 year old on the internet and his actions have led to the arrest and criminal charges being filed against several men. Click on Detroit reported, however, the outlet noted that he mistakenly labeled someone as a predator during his missions, which is an important point to mention. Atlanta Black Star with the details there. Lee, age 40, approached two teens seated inside a restaurant in Pontiac. It's about 30 miles from Detroit, around 10.30 p.m., according to local news outlets. He accused one of them of being a pedophile and punched him during that confrontation. This led the teenager Lee hit to pull out a knife, while the second one shot him multiple times, according to the report, citing police, later resulting in his death at a local hospital. The two individuals identified as 17 and 18 years old left the scene, but were taken into custody Saturday per WXYZ. The duo's identities have not been made public. Their charges haven't been announced yet. Now, Lee's family has organized a GoFundMe for his funeral expenses. Also for his daughter, which outlines the importance his family and the community put on his work. Before his death, he sold t-shirts, which are a symbol of his good work. In a GoFundMe created to raise money for his funeral and daughter, Lee was recognized as a defender of the innocent, whose work helped expose 132 predators who sought to harm our community's youth. It has raised nearly $8,000 as of yesterday, Monday. A man, 28-year-old Cody Larson, who was present rather during one of Lee's confrontations earlier this year, told the Associated Press that he wants to continue his work. I really liked everything that he had done. So Mayor, it's a tragic ending um, to a bold story, uh, someone who was and had his reasons in pursuit of justice on behalf of those who who couldn't always fend for themselves. Um, what do you make of it? The ending and his body of work here, 132 predators. This is something to be commended. You know, I, I mean, his work, this, this, and, but I, I gotta be honest, I feel two ways about this. The idea that you walk up to someone and punch them um, without a trial, 
is something that we should not be celebrating. Vigilante sounds good on Batman, but in reality, the outcome may be just like this one, where someone lose their life, even when they're doing a noble, a noble job. I think, um, you know, his, his willingness and wanting to go and assist police officers in arresting child predators is something to be praised. Him setting up an online uh, platform to catch people in that manner is wonderful. Him approaching people maybe crosses the line. Him punching people in the face definitely crosses the line. And right now we see a situation where people who have been accused of being child predators by him, um, punched in the face by him, now may be facing manslaughter or murder charges. We don't even know what happens when he should have just turned that information over to the authorities and let them handle that case. So I'm saddened that this man has lost his life. I'm proud of the great work that he did and the legacy that, that follows. I hope people understand that vigilante is not um, it's not a it's not a way to go. And the idea that Marvel movies make people believe that we should show up in this manner might not be a smart thing. Yeah, and I couldn't agree with you more. I agree with you. I'm in lockstep with um, your assessment there. The one thing I am curious about is more of his story, because I, I too agree with you. One person falsely accused is is too much. And wouldn't you want to defend yourself when someone walks up, accuses you um, wrongly? And then physically assaults you. So I wonder about his fire inside and what sparked that initially. And be yeah. honest with you, um, because there's too much that's done to children throughout the world, really, that yeah. is never reconciled. And we have people who have survived horrific, horrific things as children who tuck it away or try to, and they go through society and they're not healed, they're broken through no fault of their own. I don't know what his story is, but this obviously was his his passion, his mission. And um, it's a sad way to go. And like I said, I couldn't agree more with you. I'll give you the last word. Yeah, I, 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 and I'm, I think it's important that you point out that fact that, you know, what 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 is his motivating factor? I um. When I was younger, when I was eight years old, my, I had a female cousin that used to molest me. And it took a long time for me to process and deal with that. I think I was well into my 20s before I was able to even mention the fact that this person that my family adored as this great person, woman, uh, had molested me when I was eight, nine years old. Um, and threatened me and it created this monster as a child in me that made me want to be devious. So I definitely understand uh, like, you know, people becoming products of their environment or reacting to their home when it's unchecked or undealt with in ways that could be harmful for them. Yeah, and I, we don't do enough to protect children. I think we can all agree on that. We also, when when someone does get punished for doing something horrific to a child, the punishment doesn't seem to fit the crime. Here you have little beings, um, unformed fully minds who are stolen from their families, from themselves, from society. There's people who we don't know, Mayor, who they ever could have been. And then when the worst happens, I don't think we give them the tools to help. Uh, we just send them on their way. Some people, you know, can't deal with it. And I gotta be honest with you. My mouth was just wide open when you said what you said. And I, I feel some kind of way for the little boy in you. You know, I feel like I can see and connect with the little boy who had to experience that because they're all of these feelings of not even understanding 
what is going on here? Um, but it just really leaves a mark. And I hope that we can figure out a way to help people heal who were children after all and had to go through this. Um, so we'll update the story. No charges yet. I believe the uh, prosecutors will look at the case that was being sent to them. But I, I don't know if I heard anything, perhaps possessing a weapon that you shouldn't have had that, that deems it a chargeable offense. But I'm not a lawyer. We'll move on, Mayor. Uh, racist motorist now rams truck into black driver's car. Just like that. I'm going to hunt you down like a dog, enraged white motorist rams truck. <laughs> and he says what he's going to do and does it apparently. A white Australian man verbally attacked a black man last month, threatening to find out where he lives to hunt him like a dog before allegedly ramming his vehicle into the black man's BMW. Local authorities have charged the white man with several crimes. The victim, who only wants to be identified as JP, says that he had never experienced anything like that before. He moved down under 20 years ago, became a citizen in 2021. According to JP, he was driving home northwest of Melbourne. Anthony Littler targeted him. He then noticed Littler's white Mazda pickup truck following him as the man made provocative remarks toward him. He was driving directly towards me to try and hit me, JP said, before adding he felt hurt by the altercation. Doesn't take much to be nice to people, regardless of their skin color or where they are from. JP was able to record the incident. I'm going to find where you live. I'm going to hunt you down like a dog. Again, that's the statement attributed to Littler, age 62. He can be heard yelling from the truck before punctuating it with you effing black F. Atlanta Black Star with the disgusting details, really. And it does go to show you this thing is worldwide, folks. Worldwide. Authorities have since charged Littler with reckless conduct, endangering serious injury, using abusive or indecent language, committing criminal damage, and driving in a dangerous manner. The man has not entered a plea regarding the multiple charges he has received. He will be scheduled to stand before Sunshine Magistrates Court to face these counts on February 14th, Valentine's Day. Mm. Is it Valentine's Day everywhere? Again, Atlanta Black Star with the details there. I do want you to weigh in, Mayor. What struck me and kind of broke my heart a little bit. Maybe I'm just a sentimental day for me, but JP was hurt. Hurt. People think that these things we should be used to. You're a black man. Okay. I don't care where you live now. You used to live somewhere else. You know what it is, but it hurt him. And our feelings are just discounted too much. Yeah, I think people sometimes forget or realize or forget to realize that, you know, whatever you may think, whatever the media has told you about black men, we are still creatures that are filled with feelings and emotions and things bother. I mean, things bother everybody, especially when it's, especially when it's something as stupid as racism. And I absolutely said stupid, stupid because racist behavior, the idea of racism is grounded in stupidity. Um, and this, this anger, this rage, 
is unbelievable. And people will say, don't make it about race. Well, the driver did when he ended his uh, tyrant or his rant in the way that he did. Furthermore, this is a person, this is probably that played, this probably played a role in while JP was hurt. He actually chose this nation to be a citizen in. He moved there 20 years ago, became a citizen in 2021, and he said he had never experienced anything like this. So he's now doubting every decision he made. Why did I come here only to be treated in this manner? Um, the idea that he's this person is only charged with you know abusive language and nothing more. Uh, I don't know the code, the law code in Australia, but it seems that there should be something about this. We know what the history of this country is with the uh, trying to get rid of the aborigines or aborigines in the, on that island, mm -hmm. getting rid of dark people there, how they stole their culture. And it's so similar to what happened to black people, native people here in this country. So the fact that they don't have any laws or this is the only way they chose to charge this angry white driver that's carrying on the road is, is absolutely disappointing. And it probably plays into the fact that this man does feel hurt. Yeah, I heard it too, as I ran down the list of charges. I heard it too. And it, you know, it just, was it Kathy Freeman, the 400 meter runner, the great, just a great, beautiful runner. I'm a track and field person. And I remember that was probably the first I heard such detail about the stories that you speak of and the people who were dismissed. And they really wanted to, like you said, get rid of them. And I think that it just is horrible that someone can want to escape and I'm putting it out there because you know when you're a person of color I suspect he was looking to go somewhere where he could be completely free and seen as an individual and not someone to look down upon because of his color but there is apparently no escape and the reason I feel like they don't have the laws that specifically just call it what it is is because it's systemic and if I'm writing the law, but I could be guilty of at any moment, because that's what I was indoctrinated to believe, I don't want to do it. It's the same reason I believe, Mayor, I'll give you the last word, why drunk driving laws are still not stiff enough. Because there, by the grace of God, that's what they think. Yeah, I mean, you know, and you're not you're not off at all. I mean, like we we should really be we should really be um, honest with ourselves. If the world wants to rid itself of racism, it would, it could. Um, and I'm not saying you can legislate away racism. I'm saying you can't punish it away. People are not punished for this behavior. I'm dealing with the situation right now, personally. I don't want to make the news about me, we're up here to cover it. But I mean, what's going on in North Carolina with the state being quiet about white supremacists targeting black people, and specifically me in Enfield, is a, a great example of how the state sat silent when they could have investigated the loyal white knights, the largest arm of the KKK in this country. But instead, they chose to investigate me for turning on a statue. Let's me know, reminds every black person in the world, go ahead and take an, take an assault on white supremacy and we're going to come after you, be it loud or silently. We're going to find a way to excuse the behavior of uh, white terrorism and also criminalize blackness. Yeah, and you, you are the news through no fault of your own, okay? And when you talk about organizations not being investigated, it makes me wonder, who who else is a member? Okay, because what you're describing that's going on in your backyard to you reminds me of mm, all those movies and regular footage documentaries that I watch. That's what they do. It's sick. Don't stop speaking about it. 
you're allowed to be an advocate for yourself. Because in doing so, Mayor, you are advocating for the rest of us. So right on. Thank you. Black woman's body found hanging from a tree in Florida. It's a horrific headline. In Orlando, Yona Lubrin, affectionately known as Yo-Yo, was tragically discovered dead, hanging from a tree at a local intersection. The circumstances surrounding her passing remain shrouded in mystery, with authorities swiftly classifying this as a suicide. Interesting how quickly they reach that conclusion. However, Lubrin's sister posted online that the family wants a more thorough investigation. Yesterday, my baby sister, Yolna Lubrin, aka Yo-Yo, was found hanging from a tree right here in Orlando on West Moreland Drive and Livingston Street. The way she was found and the state that she was in has her family left with a lot of unanswered questions from law enforcement. They are immediately ruling it as a suicide, but finding any black person hanging from a tree in 2023 requires more investigation, no matter what. Especially in this case, because there are too many unanswered questions and not enough proof. Naomi Lubrin via Facebook. She had more to say. We need the community to stand with the family as they ask questions and push for more answers. Let's help a family get some closure or justice if needed. On Tuesday, October 3rd, we will be standing with the family at City Hall at 6.30 p.m. as they take a stand for their loved one. Everyone is welcome. This will be a peaceful gathering for the family, but we need numbers. Just think, if this was your family member, wouldn't you want more answers? Naomi also referenced a similar incident in 2020, not that long ago. This is not the first time or the first time in a while this has happened in Orlando. Just in 2020, we were asking the same questions about Nevin Baker, who was found hanging in a tree in a very suspicious way for it to be suicide. Other instances around the US in 2020, authorities are now probing the recent hangings of six people of color in four states. Officials have ruled every case to be a suicide. But many fear some of the deaths might be modern day lynchings. On Wednesday, police found a 17 year old African American boy hanging from a tree in an elementary school playground in Spring, Texas. On Monday, a Latino man was found hanged in Houston. Hangings has also been reported in New York City and in California, cities of Victorville, Palmdale. Meanwhile, a hate crime probe has begun in Oakland, California after Five nooses were found hanging from trees in the city. Democracy now with these horrific stats. Meanwhile, a rally is scheduled at City Hall on Tuesday, as we said, October 3rd, 6.30 p.m., where community members, along with Yolna Lubrin's grieving family, will gather to express their support, demand answers. This gathering aims to shed light on the incident, ensuring that it receives the attention it deserves and emphasizing the need for a thorough investigation. JB Buzz News with the chronicling of this one. You know, Mayor, it's a shame that, first of all, where's the fire? What's the rush 
why, why don't you want to look into this? It could be suicide, Mayor. It could be. But shouldn't authorities work to determine more? It's like this same old thing where you don't count, you don't matter, your grief, your tears, they're not as salty because they're tears of a color. It just makes me sick to my stomach that we, black people, have to beg and plead for justice. Still may not get it with the whole world watching. This is what we're reduced to, Mayor. We have to beg for just information and investigation, sir. Yeah, I, I um, listen, I would caution everybody to believe that uh, all of these uh, stories that, that were covered by Democracy Now! and Amy Goodman does great work. Um, we're all black and brown people hanging from trees and they were all ruled a suicide. When we know the history of hanging from trees, the song String Fruit, Fruit lays it out in a perfect color. The history, the long history of hanging from trees and black community does not seem like a way that, you know, people would take their lives in our community. Furthermore, I'm not saying that none of these or any of these aren't suicide. I am saying the fact that that is the first thing we went to in all of these situations. Also, what were the five nooses hanging in Oakland? Preparation for suicide. We have to see some connection. We see what's going on. We see that the FBI had already told us that the, the leading threat to America right now is the rise of white nationalism. White supremacy is the leading terrorist that we should be looking out for. I saw, I mean, this may seem trivial. I would love to see or know what residue are on these people's clothes, shoes, and hands. You can't climb a tree without getting tree bark on your shoes, clothes, and hands. If the family member aren't asking this question, they should definitely be looking into it because who's climbing the tree or how else would they get in the tree to hang themselves? You can't hang yourself from a tree from the ground. So you had to climb that tree. I would love to know what's the status of these people that have been hung, so-called committing suicide, and the evidence that led the cops to believe that so quickly. I want to see more Attorney generals were of color. I want Barbara Lee. I, I want Barbara Lee to go to the Senate. Okay, that's what I want out of Oakland. You mentioned Oakland and the nooses and everything else that's gone down. I want accountability because it's really so sad, Mayor. What the family members are asking for in this latest case is not anything special. It's just like, can we can we get to the like a little bit of the norm. They're like right here. This is norm. And they're like, they're down here. They're they're asking to get to like right here. That what we don't matter. And you don't even care about hiding it. I picture and hear a voice of law enforcement investigators saying, uh, I mean, it's suicide. What do you want us to do about it? I feel I picture it being that cavalier and I have no no facts to back that up other than the conclusions that are rushed to. It's um, it's stunning to me that this is where we are. This is yeah. where we are. And Sharon, let's be honest. Is the, does this country have a history of prosecuting people that hang black people? There's no history. So, and this is this is vulgar, and I'm not trying to be coy, but this is the normal. Like it used to be normal for white people to put on their Sunday best clothes and take their kids and all go to watch black people be hung from trees, the largest tree in the community, in the center of community, and put ads about it in paper. Um, so there, I mean, like, so this is the norm if we're being honest about what America's history is of prosecuting people who hang black people. 
There's no track record for this country to prosecute people. They used to cut body parts off and then go to church. The preachers would show up to these hangings. This is the norm. And we, we need to understand that and say that so that we can stop saying things like the police system is broken. It's not broken. It's working as it should be, as it was designed to. And what we need to do is rethink what justice looked like. If there's a hanging in a community, it should automatically rise to the level of a federal investigation, period. Let the, let the Fed say that this was a, uh, let the Fed say this, this was a, a, a suicide after they do an investigation. Just like when there's a hate crime, automatically because of this country's history with black people with nooses around their neck hanging from large Oak on different types of trees should automatically be investigating this, not any local officials, period. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. And it just makes me think you're right. Who does get prosecuted? Tulsa was more than 100 years ago. Are we, Mayor, remind me? No, no one prosecuted there either, correct? And the mayor, G.T. Bynum, I just have his name in my head forever. He doesn't think reparations are appropriate because it would divide the city of Tulsa. How foolish is that? When are you gonna identify and empathize with the people who have been put down? The people who have been killed, the people who have been systemically oppressed instead of when he said would divide the city. Now, I, if we're on the this side of reparations, black people would be pretty pleased with that and deserving of it. So who is he talking about? White people and white identity. It's sad. This is indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed alongside Mayor Mondale Robinson, Enfield, North Carolina. Dr. Richie is off today. A lot more show coming up. Welcome back to Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Richie. I am Sharon Reed filling in for the good doctor today, Mayor Mondale Robinson is our special guest co-host, always imparting his his wisdom, giving us updates um, from his travels too. I don't know, can they hear us in the break, Mayor, since we are streaming? I wish they could have heard that discussion. Oh, I'm hungry, okay? You tell them, go ahead and tell them what we talked about. Uh, we were talking about, not to sound like a commercial for any fast food restaurant, but we're talking about KFC, how good it is in Jamaica, Morocco, and Japan. <laughs> and he sampled in all those places, right? Yeah. yeah. He says I wasn't it's, it's off the charts. Yeah. Uh, Jamaica on vacation, Morocco on vacation, and also a little work. But I lived in Japan when I was in the Marine Corps. It's almost how I learned Japanese going to fast food restaurants. Wow. Who are you? Rest of the show in <laughs> Japanese, Mayor. Okay. I got Oh, that was, that's incredible. Who are you? I love it. Uh, let's get some comments now. Um, and apparently everybody loves you, TYT member. Uh, Tanaj714, oh my words, my two favorites. What a wonderful Tuesday. You see that? She likes to hear you talk like that, Mayor. Okay, uh, let's see. About the black woman found dead hanging from a tree in Orlando, heartbreaking. Mountain Dragon says, there's no way this is suicide. I've had friends take their own lives in this way. And it's usually in an intimate and personal way to friends and family, never out in the open, like at an intersection. Just another example of how racist and non-caring law enforcement is in this country. Wow, well, you make a good, good points there. And we're sorry that you've had to even experience that and that you know this much about it. YouTube now. The man who exposed predators shot during a confrontation, Tanya Ladmerolt. God bless him. 
He gave his life doing the right thing. Kern Weber says, Sharon gets it, the mayor gets it. My husband was molested and to this day, it has harmed him. He has come through, but if you ever saw a grown man cry because uncles, moms, boyfriends do all that. And that's really what I was referring to. I don't mean to talk about things that aren't, you know, but these are the facts. This is the hardship that people, it's not a period in your life. From what I understand from people who have the courage to talk about this, it's last an entire life. It shapes and changes. I saw a documentary where the therapist pointed out two pictures, Mayor. One was of a seven-year-old boy who was happy, smiling in the in the photo, maybe a school picture. And by eight years old, the same picture, there was such a different expression on his little face that you could tell the weight of the world, something heavy. He wasn't the same kid anymore, wasn't the same kid. Wow. Dylan Doe, my brother-in-law's nephew was found too, and the cop said it was suicide too. Again, the woman in Orlando hanging from a tree. Uh, One more for YouTube member, Librio, uh, we thank you. Thank you, by the way. Stay strong, Mayor Mondell. You're fighting the right fight. You see people support you, they support what's right, and they know an honest, strong leader, and we need you. Uh, Mail Karen. I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. It's still on floor. It's starting. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Stop. I'll walk you here. You don't need to do that. You don't need to do this. Should I stop them? Should they stop them? Stay away. Sir. Stay away. I'm not getting here yet. You're a man. Yes. Okay. Sir, I need you to put that away. We're in a public place right now. Stay away. I'm going to stay away. Thank you. You can't That's be threatening people here with for. pepper spray, okay? You understand that? Pepper spray. No, you cannot threaten people in here with pepper you're spray. You're not a cop, you're not a lawyer. I don't need this. Oh, no. Uh. Do you know how many times in my life, and I'm sure yours, Mayor, that you've been told no? I mean, and you just, you just, you told no. And that's not about standing up for what you believe in. This is nonsense, okay? Costco, male Karen at Costco, threatening to pepper spray a worker. What could escalate to that level? Threaten the Costco manager with pepper spray. Another employee got involved before the Karen gave up and waddled away. It's not clear what the dispute was regarding. I would have liked to see him waddle away in cuffs for this kind of outrageous behavior. Some people just can't be told no. I'm assuming that's 
what it was. Maybe the line was too long or something, or he didn't want to get his own box as mayor. Yeah, from what I was listening to in this video, I listened to it a few times. He was upset that the black guy or the the man of color were too was too close to him, um, and threatening his life because he was so close to him. But the guy is actually seen with a scanner, which means he was doing his job. You are. On next level arrogance, if you believe that someone working is too close to you and stay home and use one of the delivery services, okay. if that is the case. Furthermore, where are all these super uh, vigilantes who we see tackling uh, young folk that are stealing things out of the store? Where are these people who watch this man threaten this person with a, with a weapon, uh, which could be deadly because you don't know if this person has asthma or whatever, um, and also pushes him. Where are these people to grab him and take him to the ground or hold him until the police get there? The fact that he has left the walk away and get after he threatened two workers and touched one is unbelievable to me. And it is also the arrogance of supremacy. It is unbelievable. He likely went and got the, uh, they've got premium gas for a good price at Costco, Mayor. He probably went and got gas. And he didn't rush or look over any of his shoulders because nothing's going to happen to him. The privilege you speak of there. I think it's time for zero tolerance. But in order to have that, you have to have those who do the holding accountable on board. And when you look a certain way and they can identify perhaps with certain traits, doesn't seem like it's going to happen. But I too wonder why no one didn't, you know, didn't anyone want to fly out of the fruit aisle and tackle him? What's over there? Vitamins, I think, are near the checkout line. Someone getting vitamins. No one intervened. No one. He was allowed to ramble on and, as we said, waddle away. Identify him if you know who he is. He should at least be more embarrassed. A biker attacks. Black mother's car with her kids inside. It is horrific. Take a look. This happened in my beloved Philadelphia. Let's give you the details. It's a shocking scene out of Philly. It shows a biker stomping in the back windshield of a woman's car directly above her young children, right next to City Hall. The altercation allegedly started when a dirt bike hit the woman's car and an argument ensued. Shocking moment recorded by a tourist shows the unidentified man riding a two wheeler with a bunch of other motorcyclists, dirt bikers, and ATV riders before he got off his bike and jumped on the car Sunday night right near Philadelphia City Hall. As the suspect wearing a you ain't no killer t-shirt shattered the window, a gun fell from his pants. According to the video and authorities, the New York Post with the details here. The kids were screaming like it was insane, Bullock told the local CBS outlet. 
Adding later, the only thing that protected my kids from not having a bunch of glass from shattering on top of them is that my back windshield was tinted. Bullock later carried her children from the car with her girlfriend carrying the other small child following the incident. Philadelphia authorities still looking for the suspect, taking to X with the details. See the posting there, Philadelphia police said Monday, the department is seeking a suspect connected to the aggravated assault and vandalism, posting screenshots of the suspect on X, formerly known as Twitter. Authorities pointed out tattoos on one of the suspect's arms and the handgun he was holding in photos released of the incident. District Attorney Larry Krasner also had tough words for the suspect during a press conference Monday. That person, whoever that person is, if that person is caught and I get the chance to charge that person, we will be going after that person very, very vigorously. After that person for that conduct, he said. Again, New York Post there. I want to hear charges, DA Krasner, that also include child endangerment. I want to hear that. This is gang activity. And Mayor, you've been around, I've been around. We've been in our vehicles and had groups. There's nothing wrong with bikes. There's nothing wrong with riding a bike. It's the intimidation part. And if this accounting is accurate, her vehicle was hit. And naturally, people got upset about that. Mayor, what say you? Yeah, I don't know if people are familiar with it in these large cities because um, pursuing these people on these two-wheelers or these four-wheelers had become so dangerous to their lives and others. Officers have been told not to pursue these people. So what they do is they break all types of traffic laws. They ride on, on the wrong side of the street. They're doing willies. They're bumping into people. They're going directly at cars and swerving at the last minute. All of this is part of the culture now with these with these cyclists. I think this 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 reckless behavior. What we saw, this person, this this. This person needs to be found. Like this is this is indicative of what's going on right now. We see people going behind counters, hitting and attacking workers at fast food restaurants while they're doing their job. We see people throwing things through the drive-through. All of this behavior needs to be checked. This idea that we can allow these people to behave in this manner. And kids were in the car. Kids were in the car. He that ain't enough. He breaks her window out over a dispute that he could have just let go. He escalated by hitting her car, jumping off his bike, putting it on park, and knowing that he has a hundred or so people around him, he feels comfortable attacking this woman. Pulls a gun out, then headbutts her. We need to, yeah. this person has to be found. It is absolutely reckless and destructive behavior. Gang violence is what I saw. Surrounding, probably cheering, intimidating, violence. What's it gonna take? I understand not not having other people's lives in danger and why police don't pursue those. I bet you if the, the Antifa was on the bikes, they'd be after them. They'd have them rounded up okay, in an hour. Much more indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. We're right back. This is indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Mayor Mondell Robinson, Enfield, North Carolina, joins us as our special guest co-host today. Um, this next story is um, well scary, frankly. I don't know how this is going to end up, but there is a sentence in a NYC female student sentenced to one year 
in Dubai. What did she do? Elizabeth De Los Santos, 21 year old NYC student facing a one year sentence in a Dubai prison. It's following three months of detainment for touching the arm of an airport security guard. After being told she would need to remove a post surgical garment, she reached out and touched a guard's arm while pleading for help from a friend. This would come to cost her upwards of $50,000 in expenses and a prison sentence. Los Santos' ordeal began on July 14th as she and a friend were heading home to New York from a vacation in Istanbul. Their initial itinerary had them connecting home through Paris, but they changed the flight to transfer in Dubai so they could see the famous city during a 10 hour layover. New York Post has the story. While passing through security, Dubai airport staff requested that Los Santos remove a waist compressor she was required to wear after a recent surgery. Shown to a private booth, female staff members removed the compressor, but Los Santos' mother told detained in Dubai they were rough. They hurt her daughter, still healing from those surgery scars. They also laughed at her. And when she asked for help to put the complicated garment back on, they refused. I was feeling uncomfortable and afraid. I felt really violated, Los Santos said. As staff continued to ignore her pleas for help, Los Santos leaned past the security guard, blocking her way and called out for her friend to come and help her. I gently touched her arm to guide her out of the way, then desperately started crying to my friend for help. She told detained in Dubai. Los Santos was then detained in a room for hours as the security guard she touched filed a complaint against her and wasn't allowed to leave until she signed a form written in Arabic. When she returned to the airport later to catch her flight to New York, she was informed of the travel ban filed against her and was forced to remain in the country until the charges against her were heard in court. After she had to stay in hotels for weeks, a judge allowed her to pay $10,000, about 2700 US and be on her way. But Dubai prosecutors appealed the ruling and she was finally sentenced to a year in prison on Monday. US State Department has only stated on Sunday that they are aware of the detainment of a US citizen in Dubai, but no further comments. Detained in Dubai, a UAE civil and criminal justice specialist organization has been advocating for Los Santos and calling for her immediate release. Its founder, Raja Sterling comments, Elizabeth only intended to transit through Dubai for six hours, but she's been there for months on end and has lost 50,000 in expenses and lawyers costs. She's now been told she has a one year prison sentence, but that if all goes well, She will only be detained until she can book a flight out of the UAE. On top of being humiliated, traumatized by airport staff, Elizabeth has suffered months of being forced to stay in an expensive country, pay expensive lawyers, and miss out on her university studies. Is this the kind of transport hub that people would want to choose? Not the only US citizen who has fallen foul of the country's backwards justice system detained in Dubai. As I said, Mayor, this is a scary one. Uh, It sounds like one that was a bit panic filled. 
you know, you have a young woman traveling internationally, place she's never been, uncomfortable post-surgery. And according to these details, those who were in charge seemed to take glee, delight in her discomfort and then wanted to do more. What do you make of that? I've never been to Dubai. I don't know if you have. Yeah, listen, I am um I'm, I'm I'm always cautious of telling people, especially my sisters or any women that I'm related to or care about, traveling certain places um just because of like, things like this that can happen. This is unrealistic, unbelievable for people who think who probably were coming back from a great vacation thinking they had a time time to enjoy something that they've seen on social media that looks beautiful. But everything that looks beautiful is not and also you need to be careful. I'm not um, Rodna, and I don't have the experience to say that their legal system is backwards. I would say, though, there is a high tolerance for Americans being locked up in these countries. And people sometimes we've seen uh, entertainers and musicians go over there and have a pill, a prescription pill and be locked up for carrying drugs. I just tell people, just be careful when you're traveling outside of countries and understand, one, their culture, but also their laws and their history. I, I tell people I'm not interested in going to China, for instance, because I know the high tolerance for seeing a dark skinned black person be abused or or sexually molested over there. So I have no, no, no interest of being in that country. So I, I tell people all the time. Before you go places, because of you've seen it on Instagram and some people doing it, make sure you understand where you are in the culture and the laws. Because this, I couldn't even wrap my head around this idea that you made someone remove a medical device simply to laugh and then watch them suffer through trying to be uh, redressed. And then you literally charge them in a language that you know they don't understand. Unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It's unbelievable. It is, as you said, scary. But I think you're right. Everything that's shiny and everybody has a story. Oh, I've been 10 times. Do your homework. If you're going to take that long flight, do your homework first. Um, and I don't mean to, I'm not blaming her. Okay. She's supposed to have a layover and build us this fascinating, money filled, magical place. And now she just wants to get home. Caution. We have an update um, on a real heartbreaker, the family of Fantability reaching a settlement with the city. I just can't look at her picture. She should be here. In an update just over two years after Fantability was killed by police in a suburb of Philadelphia, the borough of Sharon Hill has agreed to pay her family and other victims of the incident $11 million. That's the settlement. The eight-year-old girl was fatally shot when officers fired at a moving car as spectators were leaving the stadium following an Academy Park High School football game. That was in August 2021. Billity was killed. Three others were wounded. A reminder of that incident, according to the Delaware County District Attorney's Office, two teenagers were involved in a dispute and exchanged gunfire outside the stadium. This led to three nearby officers also firing their weapons at a car they suspected of carrying the culprits responsible for the gunfire. Fanta, who was on the sidewalk among a throng of people leaving the game, died from a single gunshot wound to her back. District Attorney Jack Stolsteimer confirmed that it was police gunfire that caused her death. Lena Blackstar. 
with the reporting. Former officers Brian Devenay, Sean Dolan, and Devon Smith pleaded guilty to 10 counts of reckless endangerment as part of a deal in which the victim's family had input. In exchange, prosecutors dropped charges of voluntary and involuntary manslaughter against the officers. May 2023, the former police officers were sentenced to five years probation. Here's the statement from the city of Sharon Hill. There are no words or actions that can adequately address the tragic loss of fantability and that the incident was forever, has forever changed the community. Although we cannot undo the tragic events of that day, we hope that the resolution of the lawsuit might provide those impacted a small measure of closure. Statement read, in moving forward, we will continue to mourn with and extend our deepest sympathies to the Billity family. The borough aims to improve policing by implementing policies to protect against this type of tragedy and hopes to restore the public's trust in officials and law enforcement. The details on the settlement, $11 million settlement is divided as follows. $10 million goes to eight plaintiffs, which include the family and a state of the eight-year-old victim, two women who were in the car originally targeted by police and were represented by the Vander Hartshorn and Levin Law Firm. The remaining one million goes to a ninth plaintiff who was struck in the foot by the gunfire. Billity's mother, Tenna Chroma, says the settlement does not bring her daughter back, but will contribute to the family's efforts to keep her legacy alive. She told reporters, there's no amount of money that will ever bring fans back or erase the horrible tragedy of what occurred August 27, 2021 from our minds, Roma said in a statement to NBC 10, adding that the family hopes to move on and focus specifically on the Fantability Foundation. I wish there wasn't a foundation there because she should be here. And while the politician from Sharon Hill issued that statement, Mayor, that we mourn, we're sorry, we want to move forward, we want have policing reform, some something to that effect to prevent this. That gives me pause. The fact that it took more than two years to reach this settlement also gives me pause for a city that wants to comfort this little girl's family. Maybe I'm asking for too much, Mayor. Um, as it pertains to Black Lives in America, you may be. Um, the idea that people hear, people hear the $11 million and think something big had happened. When in actuality, if you break it down, this, we're talking nine families that divided uh, that for the loss of eight an eight-year-old, an eight-year-old. Um, if, if the crime uh, of, you know, two guys, two teenagers got into it and started uh, shooting, then the cops are guilty of the same crime, um, except for they didn't get into it. They just started shooting at a vehicle they assumed were carrying the people, and they weren't. That vehicle wasn't. You shot an innocent woman uh, in a vehicle. And I think this idea that cops can behave in this manner and closure, 
this, this, this money did not bring closure. Closure implies that something is done, the end of a debate, the end of the ending of an institution. There's never an ending of an institution for a parent who loses their eight-year-old child. So this nastiness that this politician said, these word soup that you want to feed people uh, is absolutely ridiculous. And, th and those words were more harmful to me than the small amount of money you gave the mother for the death of this eight-year-old child. These cops being charged with giving five-year probation and that's it is absolutely ridiculous to me. Five years of probation and they were charged with some crime that is absolutely ridiculous. They, they should, there shouldn't have been no deal for these people. These three officers did not deserve a deal at all. Charge them with what you know you can lock them up with. This is unbelievable. And to try to lessen it, if you read the article, they said, oh, the parents had some input on this. This is crap to me. This is disgusting. These cops acted just as those other thugs in this community, shooting recklessly, wantonly through a, through, a, through a crowd of people leaving a football game, ending with a bullet in the back of an eight-year-old. There is no distinction. You are correct, Mayor. No distinction, okay? And the fact that it goes something like this, wait them out, make them go away. Because you don't matter, okay? And I hope they had input, but I have doubts about what people are told. Ask Ahmad Arbor's mother, okay? She wasn't going quietly. We're going to see the next trial through is what she made sure of after she was, after they tried to hoodwink her, but they didn't get away with it. So I don't know what input this family had. Idaho. Students with nothing better to do spell a bigoted word using t-shirts. Because that's what you go to school to learn. Teens at Idaho High School to face disciplinary action after a disgusting picture of them with t-shirts spelling out the n-word hits the internet. Six students from Salmon High School in Salmon, Idaho. Facing disciplinary measures after being photographed wearing shirts that spelled out the N-word. The photo, which was posted on Instagram, depicted the teens encircling a mixed-race female student on the ground. White students were seen making obscene gestures, while the girl on the ground also raised her middle finger towards the others behind her. District did contact the police and board members to notify them of the incident. Hmm. Parents are said to be outraged. The post is disgusting and amounts to a hate crime. I'm ashamed and embarrassed. My husband is one of two, maybe three African-Americans in this town. I'm afraid that if I speak out too much, it could affect my job or my small business. One woman told East Idaho News in an interview, Atlanta Black Star, being as though your husband is only one of two, maybe three, I am worried about her small business her job, and maybe other things. One mother stated that she is considering withdrawing her children from the district, fearing that the children responsible for staging the racially offensive photo will go unpunished. Reason there's hate in this community is because no one takes action, period. Mother said, these kids are old enough to know right from wrong. Parents need to do better, but you can't solely blame the parents for this. As some of them are 18, they're adults. It's disturbing. 
According to Troy Easterday, the superintendent of Selman School District, the students were not, do I have to say? The students were not maliciously trying to promote an anti-black agenda. What he had to say. Salmon School District does not condone. Here's this soup again, Mayor. I'll get through it. Word soup. School District does not condone and has never condoned what was expressed on social media today. Disciplinary action has been taken. The superintendent stated he also mentioned that the district's administrative team is investigating the post and will keep the community informed within the bounds of the law regarding this provocative incident. The school has contacted the police and board members, the okie doke in Idaho. That's what you just heard there, okay? I'm not there, but I can tell you right now, punished, yeah, right, okay? Well, community, I know these kids, wasn't malicious. Punished, yeah, right. We'll keep the community posted. On what black person anonymously spoke to the paper? That's probably what she'll keep them posted on. She'll get hers. Am I being too tough, Mayor? Kids are kids. Yeah, and I think uh, kids are also uh, responsible at this age, right? Like this idea that um, you can spell out that word and then the, the authority in the school can say you're not malicious. And if you look at the letters in that word, that is not N-I-G-G-A, the, the way that it's used mm-hmm. in, in hip hop culture. That is the E-R on that word, implying something that historically we know what it meant. We, and actually still right now, we know what it means. So this, this is absolutely disgusting that, a, that a, no investigation needed. We know they weren't malicious because we know these kids and these are not our kids. It is absolutely ridiculous. But if you pay attention to the comment from the person who didn't want to give their name, There's a history in this town. She said the reason racism exists in this place is because nobody wants to say anything. We're talking about in a state where black people are 1.5% of the population, Idaho. You better know people are extremely comfortable in this space showing up in this manner. These kids made these shirts, worked these shirts. The entire, the thought that went into this and the sad part, the self-hate of the young lady laying on the ground. Her parents need to get her therapy as soon as possible. This idea that you can be accepted by your peers by making fun of your blackness, even though you are half, is absolutely ridiculous. And, and the fact that you would sit through this and be a part of this, this ridiculousness does not discount the harm, does not make it less malicious. We know there are plenty of black people throughout history that went along with white supremacy, i.e. it was black people that told on Harriet Tubman. It was black people that raided, helped the FBI raid the Black Panthers Party. So we know it's always a few that are willing to sell out their souls and community for the betterment, the better, the betterment of white supremacy. This young lady needs help because she's on that path right now. And that principal, that supervisor or superintendent needs to be released of their job because you already show that you're biased against what your black students are going through. Mm-hmm. Doing what the community wants you to do and dump out your soup with this nonsense about what you don't condone because you do condone it and you did condone it. And these kids are self-starters. That's the best I can say about them, Mayor, when you talk about the thought, the input. I mean, they had to plan this out and execute it. and. The only reason anybody's even making these these baseless statements, okay, is because it was on the internet. That's all. And they need to shut it down.
they need and want to shut it down. With, I think he said 1.5% black people. I don't know why they're hating. There's so few black people. Why not eat your potatoes? Go to the festivals? Why are you targeting black people when there's days that go by where you probably don't see one? Much more indisputable when we come right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. Dr. Richie has the day off. Mayor Mondale Robinson is with us as our special guest co-host. And bigotry, racism, theme of the day, every day sometimes. I mean, this is America. Alabama, let's go there. School discipline students over bigoted Snapchats. A school system in Alabama reportedly disciplined some students across the district who were part of a Snapchat group in which several disturbing and bigoted messages were shared. Onata City Schools, I'm sure I got the name right or wrong. Officials said that three students reported a message shared in the group that officials called offensive and divisive. Some of the messages even included plans to dress up in KKK costumes for a homecoming event at the high school there. These are messages that are offensive and divisive. We can find better words than that, can't we? Well, let's go through some of the messages. Pitchforks and cotton plants and signs that say Negro bathroom this way. Whites only, but if we were all gorilla, that would be funny as, wait, but hear me out. Half gorillas, half KKK, team bonding. I have a clan meet on Poco, so DK, if I'll be at the game. Don't know if I'll be at the game. Hmm, homecoming, I guess, Hoko. I'll get everybody costumes while I'm there. Let's bring candles and nooses to school while wearing it. Hang the blocks. Isn't this fun? It's homecoming weekend. How creative can you be? How creatively racist can you be? An OHS alumnus told the outlet the messages reflect a school-wide culture. Here we go again. It's nothing new. This type of activity isn't anything new. Landon Bothwell said Bothwell was the one who received the messages from his brother, Demarion, who is a current student. Bothwell said he posted them on Facebook to let everyone know what the school is really about. Cue the part, Mayor, where the person who outed this stuff will now be looked at as you are bringing our high school down. You're bringing our town down. Why are you doing this? It's isolated. I'll move on. District officials posted a statement about the Snapchat group and reported that immediate disciplinary action was taken against those involved. However, it's unclear how the students who were part of the group were penalized. AL.com reported that at least five students were part of the group. According to the Daily Beast, each of the students is a player on the baseball team. Well, would you look at that on the baseball team? Hot dog, must be some kind of coincidence. Mayor, I need you to just just go first. I teed it up. I tried to get through it and be professional. I I tried, Mayor, but sometimes I just can't, I can't help myself. I, I'm sitting back watching. Uh, uh, first of all, discipline should include you know like police investigation because it sounded like you were threatening people. Uh, let's 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 hang the blacks. 
right? Let's bring nooses and hang the blacks. Is this a, is this a credible threat? Is this reliable? Have, have the police been called and involved to ensure that these people haven't bought the uh, Klan outfits? One of them said they had a Klan meet, so they can't make it to homecoming, but they'll get everybody's outfit. Have that been, have you verified that this person and his parents aren't members of the Klan? No, none of this has happened because like the person said, like the alumnus said, this is their culture. This is their school culture and no penalization is going to, the only thing they're going to say is, hey, let's not plan this on a, on a social media app where it can be shared. Let's go ahead and put this in signal where the messages disappear in 30 seconds or after people read them. This is the absolutely, this is the nature of America. This is as American as apple pie and baseball and baseball, period. There it is. Baseball diamond. You maybe put a K. Is it a K? It, maybe you should do that. You know, I can remember as a, an anchor in Atlanta because it was a Snapchat, Snapchat story as well. And had to do with a young lady in the suburbs who had written, I think I'll see what it's like to be a black person, put on the black face with the makeup. And that was supposed to be so cute, very racist, very wrong. She authored it. And I remember the edict was given, well, we're, we're going to blur the faces. I mean, these are, they were graduating. I mean, these kids are older. We just had some black kids. Misbehaving, nobody cared about their ages. They looped it over and over and over again. And I wrote the boss and I said, well, what grounds? Like, what is our policy about showing young people their faces? Because I just assume they keep them all offline. You know, who were you at that age? I don't know. So, well, we're just going to do it. I said, well, why? Because it's a white, white girl in the suburbs. You didn't feel that way about these other kids. I said, I raise the highest objection to this. It is a discriminatory policy. It's racist. And he wrote back, seriously? So, yeah, I still have it. One day I'll release it in a book. I got a lot of memos. Okay, a lot of memos. Sometimes you got to say it out loud, Mayor. You know that. Tesla suit again. Go, Mayor. I apologize. I was going to say, yeah, you're right. Got to stand up. Tesla suit again for hateful, hostile work environment. What's going on here? You got a problem. Smoke, fire, something. Shocking new civil rights lawsuit has been filed by the US Equal Employment Opportunity Commission against Tesla. Well, you want to know why? The lawsuit alleges Tesla did absolutely nothing to stop a horrific and hostile work environment specifically aimed black employees at a factory in Fremont, California. For reference here, is how massive the Fremont factory is. You see, it's labeled Fremont factory, it's big. The EEOC states, some black workers at a plant in Fremont, California were often called racial slurs. Floating variations of the N word and even witnessed graffiti depicting nooses, swastikas and more racist images drawn across the facility's high traffic work areas and even on production lines, no escaping it from Atlanta Black Star. And of course, the plant supervisors and managers were also witnesses to this conduct, but refused to intervene. Not my problem. Make matters worse, human resources employees and managerial personnel who were approached by workers about the slurs, insults, graffiti, misconduct, made no effort to address the behavior or penalize the workers responsible. I know a place like that. Some of these employees were even terminated, transferred, or experienced a shift in their job duties for reporting the conduct. Yeah, 
the victim becomes the perpetrator again. You got, this is not even clever. I believe it every time. You don't, you don't want me on the jury. You don't want me on the jury because I know what I see. I know what we've all experienced. The lawsuit accuses Tesla of violating federal law. And the suit is just the latest in a series of civil actions taken against Elon Musk companies over the past few years. 2021, Carmaker was also the target of a lawsuit followed by half a dozen women who allege the company fostered an environment of sexual harassment. Just this year, a judge ordered Tesla to pay Owen Diaz, former, a black former employee, nearly 3.2 million in damages after finding he faced racial discrimination on the job in 2015. EEOC's lawsuit, shockingly similar to Owen Diaz's case, which alleges that since 2015, black workers at the Fremont plant have routinely endured racial abuse, pervasive stereotyping, and hostility, as well as epithets such as variations of the N-word, monkey, boy, and black bee. Manager, supervisors, line leads, <laughs> production associates. Engaged in this conduct, according to the legal complaint, one employee even reported that while coworkers and one supervisor's preferred pronoun was the N-word, white coworkers, and a supervisor preferred the N-word. EOC is seeking compensatory and punitive damages. Mayor, this is a horrific story, and it is one that does not shock me a bit. You're black in America, working age. The, again, do they do racist people come with a manual and this is what this is how we do it? This yeah. is what we do. Yeah, that manual exists throughout America. I mean, this is unspoken, the unspoken rules of racism, the power that is unchecked. Here's here's what's disgusting. This plant is not, this is not the first time we've heard about the racism at this plant. This is not the first lawsuit. Tesla has lost lawsuits for the racism that existed at this plant. Not only that, the sexism for women, uh, specifically women of color, people laying in the parking lot waiting for coworkers to get off, shooting them in the head. This plant is a horror. It is a it is called a nightmare to work at. And when you complain, they simply move you to what they call uh, the trash department. They move you in the back to do something that has no stairwell up. You're the problem. Yeah, you're the problem. And it is absolutely disgusting, but it's indicative of a person who wanted to name his car line sexy. And the only reason the cars aren't the Model S, the Model E, the Model X, and the Model Y is because Ford sued you for Model E and you can't use it. So it's the Model 3. The nastiness that exists in Tesla exists in their, in their owner. So this idea that Elon Musk has you know invoked this behavior is absolutely factual and people need to stop just suing Tesla and sue him directly. Elon Musk I'm talking about. I just money doesn't mean that you're you're worthy, sir. And does his rocket work? Okay. Your plant is broken. And by the way, Tesla's getting left behind in some ways. I know people were saying, I'm gonna go with something different. A lot of people making electric cars. Trump calls on the RNC to cancel all future debates. Trump campaign calls on Republican National Committee and the debate so it can focus on voter integrity. If Trump doesn't debate, then no one should be allowed to. Is that what we're doing here? <laughs> it's okay, Mayor. Your outburst is, is warranted here. I can barely get through this story, but this is what we're presented. This is what he's done. The audacity. I'll try to read a little more. Campaign of former President Donald Trump issued the statement on Monday night demanding the Republican National Committee cancel all 
remaining GOP presidential primary debates this cycle. Shouldn't he have been preparing for court the latest case against him? Shouldn't he have been figuring out how to handle the fraud, okay, or the national secrets, being called a rapist? Why do you have time to do all this? Just say you don't want the debates because you don't debate well. You just throw insults and you're busy jumping from trial to trial, indictment to indictment. And George is waiting on you. There's a pint-sized DA with a heart of a lion, and they are ready for you. That's what I heard. That's what sources tell me. Okay. Despite the protestations of the former president's campaign, the next Republican debate will take place in Miami, November 8th. Mayor, the show's almost over, but I want you to comment on this. I don't care if there is another debate, if this is how they're going to tackle it. We've already seen two, and not impressive. There's the guy with the veneers who says a lot of wacky racist stuff. Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, who apparently doesn't know he was born in 1959 in South Carolina. Okay, I told you, his mother's the greatest thing about him. Other than that, he can have several seats. But that's just me, Mayor. Listen, I, I the idea that Trump has this much control over the Republican Party, they're willing to even debate that the idea that they're going to get rid of debates is ridiculous to me. This is a person who literally has the party fooled and said that the government, New York, is after him, even though they're only saying the same thing his organization said in their documents. In 2020, Trump's organization said Mar-a-Lago is worth $27 million. Now Trump wants everybody to believe in 2023 is worth a billion dollars. That ain't fraud, not if you're Trump. You don't want to debate, not if you're Trump. Nobody should be debating. You should be focused on the Democrats. Trump has this party on a, some kind of wizard voodoo spell that is beautiful except for, for democracy. And I'm sad about it. I can't wait to find out what the fallout is from the fraud trial, by the way. Okay, there's a lot of tacky things in Trump Tower. All that gold, all that gold, have someone come in, take it over, make it classy. Make Trump Tower classy again. Is that, would that fit on a t-shirt? I don't know. Mayor, it's always a pleasure to sit out beside you. I thank Dr. Richie for saying, you know what? You can go ahead and fill in because I know that you like to listen to the mayor. Tell people where they can find you. Yeah, Monday Robinson everywhere. And I'm also a Rebel HQ contributor. Keep up the good fight, Mayor. You understand? Thank you. Keep you. up the good fight. We need your voice. So thank you so much. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Richie. Um, and I, again, I'm really honored when Doc lets me sit in the chair and I try to behave. I really, I try to behave, okay? But I'm on cold medicine. I have a little excuse today. We'll see you next time. Indisputable is still the fastest growing news show in America. We tell the truth on Indisputable because the truth is indisputable. Listen, no matter what you do, don't allow the politics of ideology to evaporate the soul that still exists inside of you. They don't stop, I don't stop. Racism won't stop, I won't stop. Systemic bias won't stop, I won't stop. People still need criminal justice systems reform, so I won't stop. You won't stop either.